Ion 2020 episode 287. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies, along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Ion 2020. This is your place to find out some news and information that's going on in the world with relation to the 2020 election, but I'm kind of not focused much on the election lately with all of this stuff going on with Joe Biden. I'm not sure that he's going to be the nominee, and with everything that's going on uh, in the world, there's a lot more things to focus on than than the election, to be honest with you. The loss of your freedoms. That's, that's something to be focused on, right? The loss of your freedoms. The outrageous spending that's going on in Washington, that's something to focus on, right? The censorship that's going on in this world, that's something to focus on as well. And we need to focus on those things. I notice that most people just go along in this world and don't care about that stuff. Most people just take for granted what we have, the freedoms that we have. Most people just walk through life and don't even care about it. And that's what's going on right now, is I want to talk about those things because Congress is about to pass a three trillion, another, not a three trillion dollar bill, another three trillion dollar bill, another three trillion dollar so called stimulus package. And three trillion dollars, our government takes in like 3.5 trillion dollars per year. And they've already spent three trillion dollars on the last stimulus package, in addition to the four and a half trillion dollars they spend every year. So this government is going to spend not just seven and a half trillion dollars, and now they're going to spend ten and a half trillion dollars in one year is what this government intends to spend this year. <clears throat> Your government intends to rack up three trillion dollars more in debt, three trillion dollars more added to the deficit. That's not even including all of the paper money that the federal the federal reserve is going to be printing with 4 or 5 trillion dollars on on top of that the devaluation of your currency the devaluation of your money it's insanity that's going on in Washington right now and all that is going on is the politically well connected the lobbyists the politicians donors the corporations that have that are in bed with the politicians this money is being doled out to them do you think that if there's 3 trillion dollars on the line that if there's the ability to get a piece of that 3 trillion dollars you're not going to invest money in lobbyists you're not going to invest time and money in political campaigns you're not going to spend a little bit of money to get a lot of money free money from the federal government or what you think is free but to the to the corporation to the lobbyists to those first people that get that money the people that get to 
the first people that get the new the printed new money, the first people that get to that money, to them it's free money. To you and I, it's a loss of the value of our currency, the loss of the value of our savings, the inflation of the currency overall. To you and me, we're the last people to get it. We're not politically well-connected. We're the ones that challenge the status quo. We're the ones that challenge the government. All the poor people, the last people that see that money. That money never trickles down to them. Yet that's what's happening. Two and a half trillion dollars of the street, three trillion dollars is earmarked to go towards anything other than you and me. Anything other than a check to you and I. And not that I'm saying that I want a check. I don't think that they should be spending the $3 trillion at all. I don't think that we need another $3 trillion stimulus check. Because where does that money come from? It's borrowed, so eventually it has to be paid back in some way. Eventually the chickens come home to roost. So I don't think we need it. But the point is, if it's going to be spent... if. Congress is on the move to spend $3 trillion. The $3 trillion is going to be spent no matter what. Where would be the best place for it to go? Where would be the best place for it to go with regards to you and me? All of it should go to the people then, in that sense. But that's not the way politicians work. They have to make sure that some of that money... Hold on. They know how to spend that money better than you and I do, is what they're thinking. That's all they're thinking. The people that are going to benefit the most from this are the politically well-connected, the lobbyists, the donor class. Those who have an ear of the Washington establishment. And that $1,200, $1,200 per person that's over 18 or that's over 16 $1,200 per person. All that is, is a payout to you, a bribe to you and me and everyone else, bribing us to shut our mouths and not question where the other $2.5 trillion is going. But I am not going to be bribed. I am not going to be shut up. I hope that you're not going to be shut up either. I hope that you're sharing this with your friends. I shared it on my own personal Facebook page. And I try not to be super overly political on my personal Facebook page. Because mostly I have it for my family and my friends. So they can see pictures of my kids and I at the beach. And my, and my wife and kids and I at the beach or when we go snowboarding. But I share a lot on the I and the Empire Facebook page. On that Facebook page, there's, there's lots of stuff that I share on there. And then I'll share that to like, you know, a couple of different groups I'm a member of as well, so that you can get that message out there. But the main message that I've been thinking about the last day or so is this $3 trillion that's just being recklessly spent if it gets passed. And it's going to get passed. The White House, Donald Trump, has signaled that it's okay. The signal from the Washington, from Donald Trump, if you're going to pass me a $3 trillion bill, 
I'm not going to sign it. That should be what he's doing, but that would not be politically feasible for him to do. That would not be something that he can do and get away with it. He would not get reelected in November if he, if they sent him this bill where everyone's going to get 1200 bucks, and he said no. What he would need to do is try to figure out a way to make that money go to the people, not to the lobbyists, not to the special interests, not to those who create the swamp that, we li- that they live in in the first place. That's what he would need to do. That would be the most important thing that he can do if that was the case. Because he's not going to say no. They're going to pass him the biggest bill they could possibly pass him no matter what. Because that's what Congress does. They want to get those handouts and those favors to their lobbyists. And there are a lot of people in Washington right now trying to get their hands on $3 trillion. That is almost a year of spending. That's 60% of the spending of the federal government in one year. That would go out in one bill. And these lobbyists need to get that money. That's They've got to get their hands on it. So they're going to do everything they can to make that happen. If anything, that bill doesn't go from $3 trillion to $4 trillion, possibly. Because Donald Trump's going to want to get his stuff, and the Republicans are going to want to get their stuff added into it as well. Shut up and take your 1200 bucks and don't question it, though. That's what they're saying. I think I had the same point made on the episode like a month and a half ago when they were passing the first $2 trillion bill that became a $2.5 trillion bill that started off as a $1 trillion bill. Absolutely insane, guys. Absolutely insane insane world that we're living in that we're going to spend $10.5 trillion this year. The the, the government, not we, sorry, that the government is going to spend $10.5 trillion and nobody is going to question a single thing. It is not in the mainstream to question this. The assumption is that they need to that they need to do it. That's the status quo. They need to do it. When politicians are asked questions about it, they don't say what is the need for the stimulus. They don't say you're voting for it, but do we need it? They're not even they're, they're not even challenged on the idea of spending that kind of money. It's insanity. Yet here we are, we're supposed to shut up and take our 1200 bucks. That's nothing but scraps thrown to the dogs at the, uh, the, uh, that are sitting underneath the table. That's all that is, so that the people that are connected can sit on the table and eat their pork. Sit at the table and eat their pork. Throw us some scraps, shut up, leave us alone, let us do what we do. We know better than you do on how to spend this money. If you get it, if you, if we take, if we gave every family twenty five thousand dollars or whatever it is, you guys wouldn't spend it on the things that we think you should spend it on. So we have to make sure it goes to the right places that are going to stimulate the right things, because we know better. We're better central planners than they are, than you are. We are good central planners, guys. That's what they're saying. We're better central planners. We can central plan this economy. We can central plan us getting out of this rut that we're in. 
And that's what it comes down to. That's really it, man. And shut up and take your 1200 bucks. Moving on, guys. Moving on. I was... The other day... You know, I did this show on Monday. And I was like, man, there's not a lot of news going on. Some... Literally, I should have did that show about an hour and a half later. I should have recorded that show an hour and a half, two hours later. Maybe three hours later. I don't know, because... As soon as that happened, as soon as, like, as soon as I released that thing and, like, a couple hours later, I'm sitting there, I go on my Facebook feed for Eye on the Empire, and I see, like, 15 of these fact-checkers that, I guess they fact-checked Eye on the Empire, and they went in, and they were able to literally block a video that I posted. Two of them, actually. The Vimeo video and the YouTube video of that pandemic video that was released about a week and a half, two weeks ago to the dismay of anybody that, I guess, is a fact checker. I don't know. And there's probably a lot of things in there that are just this lady, her own propaganda, her own opinions, her own agenda that's probably true everybody has an agenda that is true nobody's out just to be a nice person that's you know completely just trying to help out people no they have an agenda but I didn't post that video because I was hanging on every word of that video I did not post that video because I just thought it was such a great thing that another voice is being heard. I like the idea of other voices being heard. I like the idea of other opinions being out there. I like the idea that you can question the authority out there. And maybe you're, maybe the questioning leads to answers that are wrong. Maybe your questioning leads to answers that may be outside the mainstream. Maybe even there's some lies in there. Maybe that's true. But I didn't post it because of that. I posted it because it was being blocked. I posted it because I noticed it got blocked somewhere else. I found it somewhere else. I posted it so that other people would be able to watch a video that's outside the mainstream, that's not nor- the norm, that maybe has a different point of view, that might challenge you to critique the government response to things. Because that's what I took from that video, is that the government response is wrong. Just like the Dr. Erickson video. I didn't take anything except for the government response is wrong and that we don't need to lock everybody down. That's one of the things that I took from that video. And I agree, you don't need to lock everything down. People will take their health into their own hands. People will attempt to stay safe. They, there's even graphs that show the mobility of Americans. And before all the lockdowns, people were stopped, stopped going out as much. I've seen those graphs. But I did not post the video for any reason except that I saw that they were being censored and I was posting them because I found a couple different locations and that's what I did. And I come on to my Facebook feed and I see, you know, like 10 of these things that says, you've been fact-checked and da-da-da-da-da. And ever since then, I'm not getting as many hits to the Facebook group that I'm in. Or that I, that I started, the Facebook page that I started, I and the Empire. I'm not getting as many 
likes on that and all that. Like, there's just not as much action going on on my Facebook feed for Eye on the Empire. And it's frustrating. It's it, You get censored, or you post something that gets censored, and all of a sudden these fact-checkers have that much power, when, let's be honest, let, let's be honest, as a situation is happening, it's impossible to fact-check. You can't fact-check this scenario. You can fact-check it five years from now, ten years from now, after the studies have been done, to see what states did the best and what states did the worst, and which countries had the most the most cases, which countries had the least cases, and how the public reaction to that, or how the political response to that played out. You cannot fact-check things in the moment in that way. I mean, you can in some circumstances, but not completely. The face masks, are they a good thing, are they a bad thing? One of the critiques I heard of that video was that they were saying that you shouldn't be wearing face masks. And that's not true. They were saying that... I think they were responding to a few of the different articles out there that were talking about face masks at the time. And some some people, people were saying one thing and some people were saying other things. And you've heard different responses from the federal government on whether you should use face masks or not. So, the fact checkers... Who's fact checking them? Who is getting their stuff right and who's getting their stuff wrong? Where are they getting their source material to decide what is fact and what's not fact? If you're going to use the World Health Organization, they've been all over the board on this thing. If you're going to use the CDC, they've been all over the board on this thing as well. Nobody knows for sure the exact death rate or the death toll or what's going on or how it spreads or the way that it spreads. Yeah, there's observations that are made. There's there's good, accurate data in some ways on some things. But to ban a video is wrong. To censor a video, that's wrong. It's not a dangerous video. It might have bad information on it. But that's free left for you and I to decide in a world of free speech. To the ban that video. And then on my site, it just blew me away. That some stupid fact checker is able to get on there and change all that stuff. And you know what? What it comes down to is Facebook has hired like a couple dozen or a dozen different fact checking companies to go in there and fact check different things. And I was doing some research on the fact checkers in general. Only about 30% of the time do the fact checkers fact checkers fact check the same thing, right? So there's popular items, there's unpopular items to fact check. Well, you know, the most popular items that they're going to fact check, they're probably all going to fact check those things. But they're only in unison on those things. They're only all saying the same thing on about these 80% of the time, which is high. 80% of the time, they're all saying whether something is false or correct or whatever. But 20% of the time, they get it wrong between them. 20% of the time, one will say one thing and the other, thing, the other will say other things. So there's not always a unified voice among the fact-checking community in the first place. And they're going to have the right to get out there and determine what truth is. You guys know that truth a lot of times is subjective according to the point of view or the viewpoint of the, of the observer. 
one person might see one thing, another person might see another thing. Both of them are saying the same, or both of them are correct. It was just the view that they had, the way that they observed it. And in political issues, it's almost always a gray area rather than black and white. Amazing. You guys have got to know a few more things today. And I usually don't like to go on too long with the show, but... um, Congress... Not Congress, the Senate. The Senate ended up passing through additions to the Patriot Act, which gives the FBI the ability and the authority without a warrant to search through your browsing history with Google, Yahoo, or whatever browser you use. They, without a warrant, can go in there and do that. That's a huge privacy issue, and it was passed through the Senate. If one person would have voted for an amendment that took that power away from the FBI, it was an amendment that was added, and one, it, it missed by one vote. Can you believe this? It missed by one vote. The biggest privacy issue on the internet is what are you searching for? What are you doing on the internet? They now have the ability to know what your search history is. And not that they're going to abuse it right off the bat. That never happens. It's used in a more conservative way in the beginning, but over time it gets liberalized. Over time, what happens? New software comes out to search everyone's browsing history in real time on the spot. The long-term consequences of that is dangerous, guys. And we need to look this up and get with figure out who your senator is. Right to Donald Trump, whatever. Don't let that thing pass through. This is a bill, the Patriot Act, that has just been renewed every year for like, you know, since 2001. That has taken away so much freedom. This broad blanket warrantless wiretapping that's going on it's wrong and now they can search through your browsing history get flagged anytime you browse for something that's wrong imagine the implication of this down the road the FBI can use this in such corrupt ways search his browsing history get something on him find out what he's doing in his private life so that we can You know, bribe him and make sure he does what we want him to do. Those are things that can happen. Corruption, man. It leads to corruption when the government has more power. Individual actors will be able to be more corrupt. Look at what happened with Donald Trump in this whole FBI investigation. Because you're allowed to do these wiretaps, because of the things that the FBI is able to do and get different you know, or go to these FISA courts and get information without a warrant, you're able to take advantage of the system. And they're able to spy on a political campaign. They're allowed to spy on a political opponent and an incoming president. I don't know all the details on this particular issue right now, but it just seems like a lot of corruption. And it's all because 
The Patriot Act has these little provisions and it allows the FBI to take advantage of these things or the CIA to take advantage of these things. And now even more so with your browsing history. Not only are they tracking everything, all the metadata on your phone now, they're able to track your browsing history as well if this thing gets passed through. And it will. It'll get passed through. It's amazing. Another one. Another one. An infringement upon your rights. Contact tracing. They just passed a hundred billion dollar bill or they're working to pass a hundred billion dollars to fund contact tracing right this is what's the electronic tracking of your devices to see who you came in contact with in order for them to determine if you came into contact with somebody with COVID-19 so your phone gets too close to somebody else's. Now that's not the intent of the bill initially, but you can see where it's going. The initial thing is to be able to hire people in each city that can be contact tracers that if you come in, you are diagnosed that you have COVID-19, they can find out all the people that you've been around and then boom, they'll they'll contact you and let you know, hey, you've been in contact with so-and-so or that I don't even know if they'll use your name You've been in contact with someone that has COVID-19. I need you to stay home. Can that lead to corruption? Sure. Absolutely. But the main point of it is where does that lead to? Software. They're going to come up with better software. Google and Apple are already coming out with this software so that their phones can connect. Through Bluetooth. They So you download the software onto your phone willingly at first right because you're scared you're worried you're there's a little bit of fear going on in your life that you don't get COVID-19 so you download this onto your phone and it'll tell you if you've been in contact or near somebody that has had COVID-19 if they get diagnosed with it they hit their little button and it sends out a little blurb to everyone in the last 14 days of where you've been and who you've been in contact with yes yeah, sounds great sounds like a wonderful way to use software but what does that lead to down the road? Think about the long-term implications of the, and the unintended consequences of this. Think of the government's contract. Like, if they decide to contract with Google and Facebook and Apple indefinitely on this thing, are they going to use it every single flu season to have an opportunity to track you? Will, that, will they rationalize it in their mind to continue to track you so that you don't even have to go to the doctor to let them know that you're that you had it like you, they've already figured out ways to track everything it, but what that leads to is this and this is the this is the this is the scariest part in the constitution first amendment you have the right to assembly right if you know that you're being tracked let's say this becomes and I'm not saying it's going to happen immediately but down the road Every phone comes with it mandatory. Government passes a law. Every phone has to have this contact tracing software in it, right? And you, at that point, know that you're being traced. You know that you're being tracked in some ways. And every time you go into a large group, you get this message that says, Hey, you're near somebody that has COVID-19. Get away. Hey, you're near someone that has the flu. Get away. This person had the cold. Had a cold. Get away. This person has strep throat. Get away. You go into large groups, you're going to start making sure you're not in large groups now at this point, right? 
if the government wanted to use this in a notorious way, in a way that would use to control people, where does that lead to? It leads to you, and you're in the First Amendment, you have the right to assembly, you have the freedom of religion, the right to assemble, the right to petition, freedom of speech, all that stuff, right? But this is an infringement on, this is a way for the government to control the assembly of people. You decide you're going to go to Washington and have a rally. They know you're coming. You get there, all of a sudden, everyone in that rally is blacklisted because there was a few people that had the flu or the cold or the COVID-19 or whatever. Go home. It's the law. Get on your couch and don't leave your house. You're quarantined for a week or two weeks. People are going to be scared at that point to go assemble. That's my biggest fear is the way it can be used to infringe upon your rights, especially that First Amendment right. Not freedom of speech. We already know that's going away. People are being censored for that. Freedom of religion? Nope. That's going away. They've already made it illegal to go to churches in some states. Freedom to petition your government? Oh, you don't have the ability to do that, but the lobbyists do. You don't have enough money. Do you have the right to petition? I guess so, if you have enough money. But they've made it impossible to make that happen. And freedom of assembly. That's a very important right that you have. And that's going to be one that they will use with this contact trace. And that's my biggest fear. But hopefully, hopefully I am just uh, making stuff up. You know, hopefully it's not something that will ever happen. But it drives me crazy, man. It's a, it's a brave new world that we're developing right now. And it's only because the people are asleep. What needs to happen, guys? What really needs to happen is we need to start talking to our friends, talking to our family, talking about pe- talking to people, making a good case for freedom, for liberty, change the culture, change the world, change people's desires about their government, what they expect from their government, change people's expectations of their government. Right now they expect $1,200 checks. Right now they expect them to protect them. We need to change that. We need to change the culture. And how does that happen? It happens through you talking to other people. It happens through me talking to other people. It happens for you to get out there and not just be on Facebook, you know, pounding away on keys trying to change the world, but change it right at home. That's the best thing we could do. Anyway, guys, I appreciate it. This was about a little bit of a long-winded show, so uh, thank you for bearing with me. I think that I had a little bit of good information for you, though. Hopefully that helped you to see how things are really out there that are going on out there right now. Um, I do appreciate those that continue to follow the show. If you're on the Facebook page, I Am The Empire, uh, go ahead and share the things that are on there as well as I post them. That's going to help to get the word out there as well so that Facebook can't censor you or me. Uh, Go ahead also, IamTheEmpire.com, if you follow that. That's where I post a lot of things as well. And then you could go ahead and uh, email me, Ray Ray at IamTheEmpire.com. And you can find me on Twitter, I Am The Empire as well. Not as much on Twitter as on Facebook, uh, through the through the Facebook uh, page that I have. And then uh, five-star ratings. Five-star ratings and reviews are always helpful. Share it with your friends also. If you see me post the show, share that as well. And then the best thing you can do, though, is come back every Monday and Thursday so you can have clear vision for 2020. 